Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, we did this thing, I think it was from the Wall Street Journal, about why Zoom meetings are so stressful. It was really interesting, and they all rang completely true to me. Um, The eye contact is weird. I mean, in normal meetings, we all don't just stare into each other's eyes the entire hour. Constantly. Right. How weird would that be? In a conversation, just right in each other's eyes the whole time. It'd freak you out. <laughs> well, it does freak you out. Yeah. There's much stuff like that. And But the, the part that, that seems to have an effect on a lot of people is you look, you see yourself. In a normal meeting, you're not looking at yourself. Ever. For obvious reasons. Right. Uh, you can't. Um, but in a and Zoom it's meeting, incredibly distracting. Yeah. Somebody is. just holds a mirror up to you and stands there. Well, number one, that would be bizarre behavior. But number two, just having to look at yourself the whole meeting, nobody could do that. And yet we do. Yeah. And uh, so it's causing, well, it's causing people to react weirdly. Let's hear a little bit of this report. With the stress of the pandemic, body image issues have been on the rise. 43% of women, 26% of men said COVID-19 negatively affected how attractive they felt. The countless hours spent on Zoom or video calls is causing more and more Americans to be insecure about their appearance. Video conferencing presents a constant, unedited, unfiltered look at ourselves that can be unsettling. And those front-facing cameras we're all using aren't doing us any favors. Things like the nose could actually appear larger and wider, and the eyes could appear smaller. Not only is a person confronting their own reflection with much greater intensity and frequency than they ever had before, but they were staring at a distorted reflection. This Uh, is all part of an alarming new trend coined Zoom dysmorphia. That's really worth noting. Because like I said earlier, when I do Zoom on my computer, I look pretty good. I do Zoom on my phone, I look terrible. So it matters, the camera, you know, and then... So you're seeing... Unless you're, you know, uh, a narcissistic model who really enjoys looking at yourself... I think everybody, normal person, looks at themselves and you know and sees all the flaws and everything like that. But if you're getting in, an even lesser version of yourself staring at yourself, right? That right. that's not good. Yeah, I don't have the good looking headroom. <laughs> I need to get every single ounce of good looking out of the picture I, I can get. Man, when you're staying at the right kind of hotel where they've got the slimming mirror and oh, the soft yeah. lighting, they, they really know how to do it in expensive hotels. Man, you look in the mirror and you think, oh, no wonder chicks dig me look at that guy <laughs> but you but you're you like stay. judge reinhold when you, and he's wiping off the graffiti in the bathroom you're a single successful guy <laughs> beautiful but, but when i stay at my kind of hotel when i'm at the super eight or the whatever and it's the harsh bulb and the regular mirror and it's just ah, the bulb's I'm, flickering oh look away <laughs> my goblin yeah no one could ever love me <laughs> I think. I'm, wow. I'm hideous. I mean, wow, that's, that's too much. Too heavy. <laughs> but so that's what's happening when I see myself on my, uh, my, my phone Zoom. So it makes your nose look bigger and your eyes look smaller. That's odd. That would explain it. 
Okay, so that's maybe some of the problem I'm having. Let, let's learn more about this. Cutting-edge apps and social media filters are allowing ordinary people to enhance their online photos to impossible perfection. In some cases, it's sparking a concerning phenomena. With apps like Facetune, you have the power to completely transform yourself. Bigger eyes, skinnier nose, and jawline. Smaller butt or flatter belly, whiter teeth, smoother skin. You can do it right on your phone. When I take a selfie, I always use filters. I wish I could look like my filtered self in real life. This obsession with personal appearance that selfie culture encourages may have darker implications for mental health. A study in the Journal of the American Medical Association says filtered pictures can take a toll on self-esteem, body image, and even lead to body dysmorphic disorder. I do feel like we're losing touch with what reality looks like. We're already getting there to the point where we're expecting people to look as unhuman as possible. As unhuman as possible. (laughs) Now, I uh, don't know what what my butt or belly looks like on Zoom because I've yet to show them. I haven't been in a meeting where that would make any sense. I guess this has got more to do with, like, dating apps and stuff. Social media, selfie posting and stuff like that, yeah. I, oh, and and uh, what what happened to all of the ancient sayings everybody grew up with about beauty being skin deep and not to be fixated on? There were lies, Joe. You know the book and its cover and the rest of it. How it's like shallow. ugly people with no followers. Oh, ugly people sh- that have like two <laughs> followers on their Instagram account. Now, you are evil. <laughs> I I briefly had the Facetune app just to check it out because it was the number one free app in America several years in a row, and I messed around with that thing and it's it's disturbing and I got rid of it quickly. Because I just thought I don't want to go down this road, but I I could I could take a picture of myself and make myself look substantially better in just a few seconds. So these reports are kind of a montage of various different news things covering parallel stories. But I do think it's interesting that the the first examples they used of what you can do with the Facetune app, make your eyes bigger and your nose smaller, is the inverse of what Zoom dysmorphia is doing to you, making your nose bigger and your eyes smaller. So, you know, I suppose you could justify it and just, know oh, I'm making myself look more like me because uh, hmm. the, the Zoom camera is making me look weird. Yeah, but when you post everything to Instagram filtered and, and, and yeah. retouched and, and you're competing in your own mind, if you're the sort of person who does this, you're competing with all the other people who are doing it and, and you mm. feel bad about your appearance in comparison to them. For whatever reason, where I am in life and the kind of person I am, I don't want inaccurate photos of myself, really. I just, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any need for it right now. Um, to look back on my pictures from years from now and think, wow, I was looking good then. No, you weren't. That's not you. What are you talking about? Well, at least it's not making people so crazy they get surgery. Or the more it? people look at doctored up images, the more likely they are to actually start seeking out cosmetic procedures at younger ages. These cosmetic procedures are becoming so popular with teens, plastic surgeons have coined a new syndrome for it, Snapchat dysmorphia. And the number of kids getting nip tucks may astound you. In 2017, nearly 230,000 teens had cosmetic procedures. Kids as young as 13 are getting them. Doctors seeing an influx of people of all ages turning to plastic surgery to look more like their filter. 62% of plastic surgeons reported their patients wanted to go under the knife because of dissatisfaction with their social media profile. What? 57% said their patients wanted to look better in selfies. Absolutely. It's becoming more and more common where people will show me images on their Instagram or even something that's posted on Facebook and go, this is really how I want to look. Just last week, I had a patient come in and ask me for more of an anime eye, and she couldn't figure out why it's not possible. 
Wow. An anime eye. <sighs> Gigantic cartoon princess eyes. That's what I want. What percentage did that person say? Seemed well, awful that, high. Yeah, it was unclear whether they meant whether they meant all their patients or a patient or the majority of their patients or whatever. It's a very fudgy statistic. I got to be honest with myself though and I'm a, I'm a guy so I'm probably I think I'm less susceptible to it than women are for the way society looks at men and women. But um if I was god when I was 20 or whatever or high school, I would have loved to uh touched up pictures. I think I would have done it all the time. Yeah, I was it's, handsome as Prince Charming, so it doesn't really apply to me. <laughs> when I was in high school, I went to a pool party. I took a magic marker. I drew abs on me because I didn't have it. And, then, you know, it was obviously done. Of course, this isn't a real thing. But, you know, that's uh, high school is a weird <laughs> getting used to who you are time. You're going to tell me that you don't, because one of the things on Facetune is the way you can make your body, like, slightly slimmer or slightly and it's bigger. it's so subtle. And it, yeah, it's so subtle. If you do it subtly... Well, it's very, very subtle. Nobody would notice, and just a tiny bit, like thinner, and you look so much better. Or you could take a picture easily where, you know, just tiny bit, and you got much bigger arms the way you're posed in that picture. You going to tell me lots of high school, college dudes aren't going to do that? Oh, I guarantee just they are, sure. Bigger. You're holding that yeah. beer, and you're standing there by the boat, and now your arms are just a little bigger. Of course. Oh, boy. Got the oh. Popeye forearms out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then there's the people, you come across the pictures all the time where they overdid it, and it's, you know, it's hilarious. Yes. But, man, you can be very subtle and, and improve the way you look a lot. I only had the one surgery to help me with a breathing problem. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson denying he had plastic surgery. Well, they, there's fools. They say I've dyed my skin, please. Yeah, it's not going anywhere good. <laughs> no. This, could it be? The, these are the end times? I've always made fun of people who say these are the end times because that's a weird sort of egotism that, that yes, now is the time that was spoken of, blah, blah, blah. Never mind every single generation has made that same claim and it never happens. There, there are times I think, I don't know, maybe it is. Ah, if everybody goes, I'll feel better about going. This just breaking... Uh-oh. So uh, 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 a Republican is challenging Liz Cheney there in Wyoming, you know, to the right of her, a, tr- a more Trumpy guy. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm not sure that's to the right, but I get your point. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. T- to the Trump, whatever that is, yeah. um, trying to challenge Liz Cheney because, yeah, her voting record is very conservative. Oh, she's um, way more conservative than Elise Stefanik, who replaced her, yeah. for instance. Anyway, the guy that's challenging her to the Trump side of things, and, you know, poll, early polling was looking like she could be in trouble. A uh, story just broke that he impregnated a 14-year-old girl when he was 18. Whether or not that's a big story or not, I don't know. I mean, he was an adult, but he was still an 18-year-old, be a senior and a freshman. Yeah. So, in fact, yeah. there were there were three of those in my school when I was uh, in high school. So, um, yeah, that's that's that depends on the circumstances and what happened after. I understand that eighteen is allegedly an adult, but please, it's, well, you're a high school senior, and she was a high school freshman. That's not right. Right. Crazy it's students. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um. Okay. Anyway, so there's that. Um. Anybody actually uh, touching themselves up and uh, worried about themselves or anything? Anybody actually got surgery because of Zoom? You get to the front of the line. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Authorities in the UK recently arrested two men who were allegedly running a marijuana distribution site out of an abandoned bingo hall. Police became suspicious when someone under 70 went into a bingo hall. Hey, hey now, because old people like bingo, you see. Bingo. <laughs> well played, Michael. So is the uh, is the whole country having the homes as, as expensive as they are like around where I live? Are they setting records everywhere? Well, obviously, it's different in different regions, but yeah. virtually the whole country real estate values are skyrocketing. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Rising fairly rapidly. It's got to be a bubble. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, it's just a wonder. matter of when, right? Well, some of the stories I read, I uh, can't remember where it was, and it doesn't really matter, but this couple, that they, they come home in tears day after day because they're desperately trying to buy a house, but they're constantly outbid by people with piles of cash and the rest. They, they can't buy a house. Why has everybody got piles of cash? Because uh, their house is uh, enhanced in value. I don't know. Because they know. sold Dogecoin at the top. Yes, Dogecoin is the reason. And or they're leaving Cal Unicornia, for instance. Right. They got all sorts of cash. Hey, let's get this on just to get it on. Give me clip thirty. The uh, the the brilliant, the 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 sage that is the vice president of the United States. As we emerge from the pandemic, I believe that we are at the start of a new era. I believe that we have a unique opportunity now to shape our nation's future, to transform how we live, how we work, and how we vote for the better. Uh Uh, Why are we transforming how we live, work, and vote? Because the Chinese bat fever made a bunch of people sick. Because you feel like it's not good now, I guess, or not good Yeah, there's some great analysis in the National Review where they point out that rarely is there a clever, unique solution offered in these challenges, these crises. Usually it becomes more a matter of what part of government should become bigger than what should we do differently to prevent this from happening again. The answer is always more government. Isn't that odd? Yeah. Yeah. From the Department of the Utterly Predictable, and this is from Axios, again, I think doing some of the best journalism uh, in the world today. Most police agencies in recent federally court-ordered reform agreements saw violent crime rates skyrocket immediately. Again, police agencies that were forced to reform saw crime rates skyrocket. Now, this is an intriguing question. We're not knee-jerk one side or the other around here. We need good police. We need good policing. We need to get rid of bad cops. Police brutality is oppression by the state on free citizens, and nobody should accept that, no matter what uh, side of the aisle you're on. But here, right here is the facts. The increases in violent crime rates, in one case 61%, suggest that there can be unintended consequences, at least in the short term, to the policing changes many Americans have demanded in the year since George Floyd's death. You know, many Americans have demanded that. I don't know how many. It depends on which change you're talking about. An Axios review of FBI and Justice Department data on all 12 agencies under consent decrees. That means the feds told them they got to shape up. Since 2012, found that seven of them experienced jumps in violent crime rates in two years compared to the two years before, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that is interesting, including L.A. County that had a 61% jump in violent crimes two years after a consent decree. Seattle saw a 27% surge. Albuquerque. Why did I pronounce it like that? Albuquerque. 
Albuquerque. <laughs> Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Are you having a good time, Joe? A city that saw violent protests in 2014 following the shooting of a white homeless man later experienced a 36% increase in its violent crime rate. Um, before that, they'd had a 30-year low. Um, now, L.A. County is a special case because L.A. County elected a communist who believes in legalizing crime as the district attorney and has a lunkhead idiot mayor who's going along with the plans. Uh, but they go on with a, a number of examples of that. I found that interesting. What did you say the number was for L.A. County? 61% increase in violent crime. 61? You th- you'd think that would be like the only headline until people are tired of talking about it. Yeah, you would. You would. Societies veer from guardrail to guardrail, from safety and security and policies that ensure that. And once they get safety and security, they think, why do we have all these dumb laws that punish people for crime? There is no crime. Let's rescind those laws. And then they're utterly decimated, victimized, torn apart by crime, and they pass strict laws again. Mm -hmm. Societies find it impossible to know when they're in the sweet spot. That's just human beings. And the second thing I wanted to get on really quickly for our friends in the Northwest is Seattle has lost almost 20% of its police force. That's incredible. Because of the horrific mismanagement of them by the city fathers and, and board and the rest of it, nearly 20% of the force has left in the past year and a half. That's crazy. Your CHOP autonomous zone and the rest of it. These Awful. are some interesting experiments we're running in America right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm getting a fair number of texts from people who, uh, it's often their kids who are making enough money off of stimmy money to not want to take their old crappy job back. Including the enhanced federal unemployment uh, benefits, yep. And I'm not looking down on, uh, you know, working at Burger King or whatever. I've done plenty of those kinds of jobs. Mm-hmm. But they're, you know... I don't think there need be any moral judgment whatsoever, any judgment of anything. People are making a simple economic decision based right. on their own self-interest and a rational one. Uh, we could get into that more, but for whatever reason, I'm just not in the mood for it. Um because it's serious, and it's Friday. We got this text from somebody who is in Nashville. In Nashville. I say Nashville, but a lot of people who are there say Nashville. Um, and uh, comparing it to other places around the country, it was just in Nashville last weekend on Music Row. Literally hundreds of live bands starting at noon and enough drunk folks to make Vegas regulars wince. Yes. So they're having a good time in Nashville right now. Yes, or as I pronounce it, nashville <laughs> Um, which leads me to this study on drinking, which is not what you want to hear on a Friday. Why don't you people, what are you putting this out on a Friday for? Tell me this on Monday when I'm hungover. What are you reading it for? Not Friday when I'm trying to have a good time. You suck. It's out of Oxford University, new study that says, um, any amount of drinking reduces the volume of gray matter in the brain, which is crucial to information processing. On the other, on the other hand, shut up. What if I'm trying to process less information? Exactly. I got information overload. It's just self-defense. What if the information I'm trying to uh, get rid of is your yak, 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 yak? (laughs) 
<laughs> and if my gray matter doesn't understand your yak, 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 I'd be the better for it. It appears to target the part of my brain that remembers my problems. <laughs> uh, the study said that any alcohol is worse than none, and pretty much the whole brain seems to be affected, not just specific areas. My life experience is almost the exact opposite. Some alcohol is almost always better than none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the more Are you sure you're reading this right. <laughs> and the more people drank, the less volume of their gray matter over time. Alcohol intake resulted in up to 0.8% decrease in gray matter volume, according to the study. 0.8%? Yeah. Less than 1%. I got plenty of brain. Uh-huh. I got at least that much to spare. <laughs> yeah. It's greater than that of any other risk factor that any person has control over, and is four times the impact smoking has on your brain. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I'd ever heard about smoking's impact on the brain. Yeah, I, I feel like either. they're like smoking's bad, so therefore this must be extra yeah, bad. But no, yeah, exactly. That was that was a false comparison to lead you a certain direction. Wow, it's even worth it. Worse at smoking at something nobody thought. Smoking had any effect. Okay. All right. How about brown teeth? Where's it rank on that? <laughs> Depends what you drink, I guess. Uh, they, this, uh, anyway, they say benefits of drinking wine. Uh, those studies are flawed, says this study. Why, why, don't, why don't you mind your own business? That's what I say. My study says your study sucks. Exactly. My well, life study is you should <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Well, it's like that popular uh, cartoon. I think you drink too much. I think you should shut the F up. And then they just stand there looking at each other. <laughs> I'm just drunk. Now, look, if, if you don't drink and that's a healthy choice you've made, good for you. It's probably healthier yeah, sure. than drinking. Um, on the other hand, virtually everything in the modern world is bad for you on one level or another, from driving to, I don't know, to eating anything other than vegetables and raw meat. I mean, I just, okay. Well, well you know. You know, as a as a guy who uh, has drank a lot in his life and hung around other people who drank a lot, um, uh, when I'm around most people, most people either don't drink or barely drink, and that's that's the average drinker. The average drinker barely drinks at all. They don't finish a beer. Has been my observation since I quit drinking. Waste not, want not. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you yeah. overdo anything, it's bad for you. Yeah, here, here. Uh, tale of a hijacked school bus. Great Scott. It's, it's got a, a happy ending, thankfully, but terrifying tale. Plus, L.A. clears one bum camp only to permit another giant one to plague the city. All sorts of good stuff to come. No way. But, I know. I know. You need to uh, hear about Simply Safe first. Award-winning home security system. Great technology. Doesn't require a long uh, contract or subscription or anything. But what really sets Simply Safe apart are its people, people who care about your safety. Let's start here because maybe this is stopping you from getting a security system. You're a little worried about setting it up and how complicated that's going to be. You can set it up in about 30 minutes. You do it yourself. And even if you're having problems setting up your system, there's a person who cares that's there for you with a friendly chat and a quick resolution. They're excellent customer service with Simply Safe. Then after you get the thing set up, obviously you have people who care about your alarm goes off or, you know, getting fire or police or whoever they need to get to your house when you have an emergency. Yeah, medical first responders too if you have a medical emergency. It's just a great system to protect your home, your family, your workshop, whatever you need to protect. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, customize your system, get a free security camera. It's a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, get that free camera. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Do you know much about the Japanese bullet train? 
Well, you will in a little bit, and it's kind of interesting. Okay. All right. I actually don't. It goes super fast, mm-hmm. and it's in Japan. Other than that, nothing. Not a thing. Those are definitely the the, the, the base level of knowledge you would the have. The broad outlines of the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. I've been meaning to get to this, how Cal Unicornia actually works. Um, the uh, the great reporting by Dan Walters, a longtime uh, California reporter, but... Um, the the vampire bullet train project, which is now a regular speed train between one small town in central California no, no, outside no, 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 it. No, 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 no. I remember when there was voting for this. It was people can now go from San Francisco to L.A. in an hour, and uh, it's going to change the way uh, business is done in the biggest state in the, in the country. Well, you still you can. can. It's called you Southwest Airlines. You can get anyway. up in the morning and have a breakfast meeting in San Francisco, have a lunch meeting in L.A., and then be back for another afternoon follow-up meeting in San Francisco quite easily. Uh, actually, it is now a, let's see, where is the, exactly, it is a regular speed train that runs, going to run, doesn't yet, it will in like 30 years, I'm not sure run from will. a few miles north of Fresno, Fresno to a few miles north of Bakersfield. And it's already Won't that be exciting. And it's already way more expensive than they ever said it would be. Oh no, it it would cost at least a hundred billion dollars to come anywhere close to being done. To but get the people point from th- Fresno to Bakersfield on a regular speed train? Oh, I dream of that world and I hope I live long enough to see it. <laughs> But the point of this article is not just the overall stupidity and incredible waste of this project that can't be killed. Uh, Gavin Mussolini is going to plow some federal money and some of the surplus money California has. Wait a minute. California has a surplus and they're getting federal money from other states' taxpayers? Why would that be, you wonder, and you should. But the point of this article is that one of the ways they're going to prop up this this corpse is by pointing out that this creates 5,000 jobs and counting. But Dan Walters is writing about the fact that you know, there are only a thousand jobs. They every time any union guy shows up for even an hour, they count that as a job, as if it's an ongoing job or a semi-permanent job or anything. They're claiming five thousand jobs, but the truth is barely a thousand at most. So they're lying to you about that. It is a theft from the taxpayers to distribute to the cronies of the powerful. Hello, isn't that nice? Hello. Oh, anyway, Owen too. Thanks for taking my money. Speaking of actual bullet trains, what was it that you said you know about the Japanese bullet train? It goes very, very fast, and it's in Japan. (laughs) I didn't know this. They're legendarily punctual. So a driver of one of Japan's famously punctual bullet trains took an unauthorized bathroom break and is now maybe going to lose his job because the train was one minute late. The trains are always exactly on time, uh, arriving and taking off, and that is something they're famous for. And he needed to go to the bathroom and put another guy in charge who slowed it way down because he wasn't used to riding it that fast. And so they were a minute late, and now he might lose his job. You know, I always hesitate to recommend podcasts because I'm afraid people get into them and stop listening to us. But I was listening to a podcast about the Japanese culture, the modern culture, how it came to be, how it affected World War II. And it's so interesting, so different from American culture. Wow. The Central Japan Railway Company, the bullet train where they actually travel at like 100 miles an hour. um, There's not been a single passenger fatality from a derailment or collision in their entire uh, 57 year existence. They've had bullet trains in Japan for 
for longer than I've been alive. No, I know they have amazing. trains that, that go 300 miles per hour, routinely 200. This might not be one yeah, of them. Yeah, they mentioned but. going 93 miles per hour. It might, uh-huh. Actually, it might have been, the way this is written, it's confusing, but what I'm taking from this is the guy slowed it down to 93 miles an hour who took it over while the other guy peed. And that's how they ended up being a minute late. Anyway, huh. the uh, railway apologized for the extremely inappropriate act and said it was considering punitive measures against the driver and conductor for being a minute late. Can you imagine? No, I can't. No, we, we, we in America are used to planes, trains, and automobiles being, you know, somewhere within a 15-minute window of arriving and taking off. Right, checking your watch, checking your watch, checking your watch, right. Yeah, that's amazing. And certainly no apologize when uh, no uh, apology when you're late. And finally, speaking of transportation, I think this is supposed to be cute, but it's just terrifying to me. A hijacker forced his way onto a school bus uh, with a rifle, a school bus full of kindergartners, and 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 demanded get out of town now, and demanded that the driver drive him to the next town. Uh, law enforcement said, and this was a month ago. I didn't hear about it. It was in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Anyway, it was uh, one of the scariest scenarios possible, according to law enforcement. Eighteen children and their driver at the whims of a man with a gun. But the bus driver says the gunman was no match for the queries of the kindergartners. The man moved all the students to the front of the bus. God, what a terrifying scenario. Then the kids, uh, the kindergartners especially, I guess it was a mixed crowd, uh, started peppering them with questions. Are you a soldier? Why are you doing this? Are you going to hurt us? What about their driver? Just Peppered him with questions. And six minutes after boarding the bus, he said, all right, everybody off. Just everybody go. I just want to ride. Go. 23-year-old Fort Jackson recruit Jovan Calazzo quickly apprehended and charged with a number of incredibly serious crimes. What an idiot. But the law, the coppers are saying the kids are, are heroes and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I th- Like I said, I think this support- story is supposed to be cute or, or inspiring or something. It's horrifying. Uh, one more thing I'll mention before we take a break. Got this text. I'm a child welfare worker in New York. I'm about to take my understanding and undoing implicit bias training. I'll bet that's a treat. Oh, boy. Yep. We, we were told this can, quote, evoke more emotion than previous trainings on this topic. So there are optional debriefing sessions afterwards. Wish me luck. Right. You're going to simultaneously be taught racism and be called a racist by hypocrites whose philosophy will ruin the country. And you've got to sit there and take it with a smile on your face. Well, but yeah, a bunch of racists are going to teach you how to not be racist. By teaching you how to be racist. Undoing implicit bias training, and then they have optional debriefing sessions after the training. Now keep in mind, if you argue with any of their logic, that's proof you're a racist. And if you don't, that's proof you're a racist. The only debriefing I've ever needed after any corporate training would be me asking somebody, what the hell was that for? (laughs) What was that supposed to do? So the (laughs) lawyers can say that they trained you if they get sued. Right, right, right. You'd think we could just all check a box and say, we get it. The company's not responsible. I am. We get it. Right. Skip all the training for the rest of your life. Please, where do I check that box? Um, are you following any of Prince Harry saying he did drugs and drank a lot after his mom died? I just no. Uh, I don't care if he ate human flesh. I don't. I really <laughs> well, I tell don't. You. I feel like we should yeah. know that. One. I feel like that. I Barbaric. Would, I would even scan the second paragraph of a Harry turned cannibal story. Well, go ahead. I'll flip to Twitter. <laughs> Will you two talk about it? Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, we got to get to my favorite line first here. Yeah, I met you for anybody knew my name. Playing for pennies on a dive bar stay. Split an all-star special on our first date. In a Waffle House booth. There you go. Any song that talks about your first dates in a Waffle House booth. Nice. Minimum wage from Blake Shelton reminded me of this story. Since we're talking so much about stimmy checks and who's taking their jobs and not. And it's mostly your, your minimum wage type jobs that uh, people aren't going back to. But uh, So this is getting a lot of traction in the lefty media, and I think it's dumb. The magical trick that solved an ice cream shop's labor shortage. They raised their wage enough until people would take the job, and that's supposed to be a boom, drop oh. the mic, I'm out! You see, if you just pay people enough to take the job, whoa, I want, I own you! I own you! You raise the wage until people take the jobs. So the idea is the taxpayer. The only reason the only reason business owners don't do that is because they're greedy and selfish. So the taxpayer is supposed to be in a competition with the business now in a bidding war to get finally somebody to take a job working at Burger King. Um, that make, what that what exactly perfect, am I getting since I'm paying makes, them to stay home? That makes perfectly good sense. That will that that's the way the free market works. So these jobs were perfectly fine for millions and millions of people to do. Pre-pandemic. But now, clearly, it needs to be more. And if people are making more money staying home, well, then you just need to raise the wage. The magical solution. Yes, that any yeah. idiot should be able to see. Well, this is what the guy wrote in the New York Times the other day. I just I just think it's nonsensical um, that, that that's the way you come to an equilibrium. What's the word? Equilibrium. There you go. Where the supply meets demand, and you, and you come up with what the wage has got to be for that particular job. Right, but you don't have a third party bidding against them working at all. And then to argue that, no, that doesn't distort the market, that hasn't changed people's behavior. I mean, that's that's actually like mental deficiency. That's probably the state should be taking care of you. And yet it's the New York Times and NPR point of view. Just idiotic. I have a T-shirt that says, contrary to popular opinion, nobody owes you anything. Uh, I should wear it until it either falls apart or fuses to my skin. Just as a, a statement. <clears throat> I suppose I could wash it now and again. Nobody sees it in the shower anyway. So, so I went to Hanson, our executive producer, uh, who you don't hear on the air. His son's Little League practice yesterday. And uh, once again, I saw his son to play his, display his foot speed. He was pitching... Guy hits a dribbler back to the pitcher. Instead of, as the pitcher, tossing it over first base, he just sprints over there like a lightning flash. And, and just somehow you first... found this threatening to your manhood. <laughs> well, I can outrun my family. I'm still the fastest person in my family. And my son is the second fastest person in his class as an 11-year-old, and I can still outrun him. Hmm. But I don't think... Can I... you lift more weight than, say, your daughter's, uh, your neighbor's daughter? Or... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Can you kick a ball further than the little boy down the lane? <laughs> but when I see Hanson's kid run, who's the nine-year-old, I think I'm not sure I can outrun him. Mm. So um, we may race. It's all just got to be. We got to. We got to pick a distance, a short distance. He's going to beat me because I've said because of my age, I'm slow off the blocks. So a short race, I've got no chance. But the longer the distance, I think the better my chances. Good top speed acceleration is where uh, where you're lacking. Getting up to your top speed is 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 where they could the young the young There's one a could period make. of lumber. I believe yes. at my top speed I'm faster than yeah. him. But getting to my top speed is uh yeah. He's more a Tesla and I'm more a you know, an F two fifty. My test top speed might be higher, but 
takes me a while to get there. This is taking more time to put together than a Floyd Mayweather fight. Well, he, was, <laughs> he, was ready to, he was ready to race me last night, but I was wearing cowboy boots. And I just, I just thought, he's too fast for me to try that. Hey, here's um, a question for you. How much does it cost to just have a pay-per-view event? I mean, because if we, we, we could charge we nine ninety nine ahead, we got to video it because it'll get it'll get huge clicks, huge clicks. Now it's got to be live. The Why? video still exists of me racing the mascot and the college cheerleader. Oh, when I ran my twelve nine hundred, yeah, that's still on there. And I was wearing yeah. work boots yeah. when I did that. That but. was not a hundred yards, please. Hey, it's not my job to measure the course. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. Oh, speaking of distances, this is fabulous. If that, if that, the race of the century ever does come together, please. If he let gets us ahead know. of me, I'm just going to say I'll give you twenty dollars to stop right now. <laughs> Fifty dollars. I'll just use my economic leverage, like China and the United States do on other countries. Just like the magic solution. Dollars, one hundred dollar bill. You've never seen a hundred dollars. I'm going to give you a hundred dollars <laughs> if you just stop right now. Nice. <laughs> Got this note from uh, Kevin. Here's a comparison for the California bullspit train. Instead of from Fresno to Bakersfield, imagine proposing a train from Omaha, Nebraska to Des Moines, Iowa. Similar city populations and distance apart. Ask if anyone in the Midwest would pay $100 billion for a rail line between those two sounds, uh, between those two towns. You'd get zero votes, and yet that's what uh, the California taxpayers are getting screwed out of. Unbelievable. Armstrong and Getty.